Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. We're sometimes fortnightly, we're sometimes monthly. I'm your host, Frank, and today I'm joined by... It's me, Peter. Hello, Frank. Hi, Peter. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing well. I've got the window open. Keep a circulation good. of fresh air and the curtains drawn to, to keep the, the burning ball of plasma from shining directly into the room. <laughs> I've got all the windows closed. Oh, yeah. And most of the curtains drawn. Yeah. I'm sitting in a dark cave of emotion <laughs> to record. Uh, but yeah, no, g- going well. In, in, enjoying spoiler season so far. Mm. I won't say, for fear of giving away when we're recording this, I won't say what cards we've seen. And yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. seg directly into the disclaimer, which is that uh, we're not going to be able to keep these episodes up to date with all of the the spoilers that have come out. So mm-hmm. if if we miss an obvious interaction with another card that's spoiled, sorry, there's not much we can do about it. Just just in terms of getting the content out and and keeping everyone engaged, um, it's just how we've got to do things. But what we try and do is put the cards in the context of things we know have come out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if there's earlier earlier spoilers in the cycle, we might be able to reference those. I'm looking forward to your disclaimer getting more and more irate or frustrated as time goes on i've said already we can't put it in the context what's what's going to be more irate is my is when someone makes a comment like oh how did you yeah. not see this works with and then i'm just gonna both barrels gonna go off on them <laughs> i've been working myself up <laughs> this is me laying the groundwork for some righteous anger coming later on yeah <laughs> And if you're going spoiler season, what do you mean spoiler season? Take a look in the show notes. There's a link to a document that has all of the announcements that content creators are doing in it. And it has a record of announcements that have already happened. So if you're, you know, maybe taking a break from Arkham and then you're just joining right now for this episode thinking, oh, I'll dip my toe again. This time around for the Scarlet Keys, there's something like 40 card announcements happening across the community. So it's pretty exciting. Speaking of which, we have another card. We do. I've trained the seagulls outside just to give the additional ambiance. Oh, great. Just to shout. Oh, good. (laughs) So, it's not an Innsmouth card, I'm afraid. Oh, not just to shout as you're berating someone. No, no. Just sort of angry man (laughs) followed by angry seagulls, just for that extra emphasis. Okay, should we get get onto the card? I think it's your turn to read. It is my turn to read. I can't remember how we've... Well, I can't. I can't remember, Frank, how we teased this card. Um, <laughs> we'll have to wait and see when the episode comes out how we teased it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but we have a mystic asset called Sinita. This is a three XP asset. Doesn't have a cost because it is permanent. It has the ritual traits. Uh, ritual trait. It's also exceptional. And has two abilities. First, we have a free trigger. Exhaust Sin Eater. Move one Doom from an asset you control to Sin Eater. Then, either ready that asset or place one charge on it. And then we have an action ability, which says, remove all Doom from Sin Eater. So this mm. is a kind of magnetised moonlight ritual. Yeah. Gathers together your Doom, one a turn, and then purges yep. them all. Yeah, enough said. Great. Yeah. Good job. Seems like a great piece of the puzzle for Amina. Yes. Yeah. So you've mentioned her. The new We know who the new mystic is in Scarlet Keys. It's Amina Zidane. Yes. Do, 
read through her text quickly. Yeah, so she's threes across the board for stats, she's chosen and cursed, and she has a reaction ability. When you play an asset, reduce its resource cost by three, it enters play with one doom on it, limit once per round, and her elder sign effect is plus two, you may move all doom from a card at your location to another card at your location. Like Sin Eater. And you could then spend the action and just clear it, if that was what you wanted to do. So we have our second doom related investigator yes and that's got me quite excited because i think marie probably needs a bit of support and any cards that interact with doom might help amina but they might also help marie i don't think that's a controversial to say she probably needs a bit of support i think she's a rarely played investigator yes she's got a number of things standing in a way of of greatness hasn't she Mm. but yeah like you say i think much like a good tommy card is a good yorick card a good Amina card may well be a good Marie card as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's another ritual that doesn't have a test. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To add to our ritual testing searching. But that makes sense. It seems like most rituals don't. I think it's easy on... Now, you and I haven't talked about this card at all, nope. I don't think. No. Nope. And we'll, we'll cover this, but the, the, the ability to move Doom off cards and then clear them off Sin Eater feels like the first thing that that you spot here, right? You're like, mm-hmm. oh, this, this mm-hmm. can get rid of Doom. But I think yeah. what's potentially very powerful is it says then either ready that asset or place one charge on it. Mm. So it's not only a Doom clearer, it's also going to be readying assets. Just yeah. to give you an example of how this could move, uh, this could work. You could play, say, Renfield, just to pick a card with Doom out there, mm-hmm. exhaust him, put a Doom on him, well, I'll tell you what, if we play him with Amina. So Let's play him with Amina. We play Renfield with Amina. He costs nothing. He costs an action to put into play. We exhaust him, put a Doom on him. We get two resources. We move mm-hmm. one Doom off him onto Sin Eater. And then we exhaust Renfield again to get another two resources. So at that point, we've spent one action to get four resources. And mm-hmm. we've put an asset in play and we now have a permanent stat boost as well. We do also have three Doom floating around. <laughs> One on Sinatia and two on Renfield. Well, yes, we do, which is going to be part of dealing with um, <laughs> with, with Amina, right? You're going to need a way to move those, yeah. those Doom around. But I think, yeah. should we touch briefly on one of the other spoilers we have seen? Because I think that prob- maybe adds... Yeah, and I'll come back to that three Doom floating around. So is this, do you want me to talk about L? Yeah, yeah, I thought it might be nice to yeah. mention it. Yeah, so Mythos Busters announced L Rubash. If you haven't seen L yet, definitely check out their coverage. Really interesting episode where they talk about her. She's a three cost, two XP asset, ally and witch traded. And she's got quite a lot of text, so I'll just, I'll zoom through it. You get plus one skill value while resolving a skill test on, the, on an attached asset. One Doom on each attached asset does not count towards the agenda's Doom threshold, and she has a free trigger, exhaust her, choose an asset in your play area with one or more Doom on it, attach it to El Rubash, or switch it with an attached asset, limit two attached assets. So what were you going to say, Peter, about L and Sinita? Well, first of all, I've got a rules question, and I'm just looking at the rules now. Can you attach a permanent asset to L? Ooh. Let's just have a scan of the permanent keyword. Mm -hmm. 
A card with a permanent keyword, keyword does not count towards your deck size. Still counts as being part of your deck and must adhere to all of the deck building restrictions. A card mm-hmm. with a permanent keyword starts each game in play and is not shuffled into an investigator deck. A card with a permanent keyword cannot leave play except by elimination. I don't see any reason why that can't mm-hmm. be unless there's something under attach. No, there's nothing. The only weirdness there would be if El Rubash yeah. was discarded. You'd have this card attached to it that can't leave play. But I guess you just put it back in play. <laughs> yeah, I guess it just stays in play. Yeah, well, we can explore that one for sure. We can ask the rules maestros what they think. So, yeah, follow that line of thinking. What are you thinking there? You well, I mean, move if, a doom onto if, if Sin Eater and Renfield are both attached to L, at that point, you've only actually got one doom floating around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so L is a way of having cards in play with doom on them that don't have doom on them mm. or that you get to discount that doom for a bit. Importantly, you get plus one skill value while resolving a skill test on the attached asset. doesn't care if the asset still has doom or not. So if the agenda were to advance and all doom in play were to be removed, the cards attached to L, still you still get a plus one skill value while resolving them. So you could be doing a one-two thing with L and Sin Eater where you're slotting things on L and then at a time when you feel happy, you're pulling the doom off them. Yeah onto Sinita and clearing it yourself. So yeah, to take you back to that point about Renfield and the Three Doom, I think, like you said, when you looked at Sinita, there's one option for for Sinita, which is just, this is a card that allows me to mitigate the problem of putting Doom on cards that I control. Yeah. You know, like, say with Arcane Initiate, you could play Arcane Initiate, put a Doom on it, immediately uh, search for a card, uh, spell, immediately exhaust Sinita and take the Doom off it, and on a future turn, spend the action and remove all Doom from Sinita, and you've the, the cost of Arcane Initiate has been handled. It gets, I think Sinita f- runs into trouble if you're trying to clear lots of Doom. Yes. Because it's only one Doom a turn that you're moving, and you t- probably don't want to be playing that action, <laughs> remove all Doom from Sinita every other turn, say. You, you want to make it impactful. So... Yeah, it doesn't get rid of lots of doom quickly. Yeah, yeah. I guess is what I want to say. Yeah, a- that's been the same challenge yeah. with Moonlight Ritual, hasn't it? That if you want to Moonlight Ritual your Blood Pact, you want to wait for the exact right moment when you're going to clear, say, four doom. But that means you're really towing the line with whatever your doom threshold is because you don't want to just put one doom on it and then spend an action to play Moonlight Ritual. It kind of feels easier to move the assets around than it does to move the doom around. Like that, that mm. that's the way to get rid of Renfield, isn't it? It's not to play Moonlight Ritual, it's to kill Renfield. <laughs> and, um, yeah, uh, or, or bounce him back to your hand with calling in favours or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think what's what's really interesting, right? So 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 my thoughts on Sin Eater, not to go like super basic, but th- this is a very important piece of a puzzle and Amina feels like an investigator with a powerful ability mm-hmm. that probably needs you to build a specific deck around her so i feel like her card choices will probably be driven by her ability maybe more than other like preston maybe you know when you play Mm -hmm. preston you're constantly thinking about how how his ability will impact how you play your deck and how his Mm -hmm. stats Mm -hmm. probably more important with preston or calvin for instance i mean the ability feels very powerful indeed 
because it's a lot of resources you could get, and she doesn't have a drawback associated with that aside from the doom. So if you can manage the doom, you've got a supercharged investigator. This, along with some other cards like L, which you mentioned, all feel like puzzles, parts of the puzzle of managing the doom. So I think you're going to be need to be aware of the card pool and aware of the tricks and aware of the agenda timing to to really make Amina sing. So I'd I'd add to that as well. When I'm thinking about Amina, because of that flat stat line, I'm not necessarily going straight to the cookie cutter mystic deck that a four or five willpower mystic might want to run. So your shrivelings, your right of seekings or shrivelings and clairvoyance, whatever it is, maybe Mm. a sword cane, because you're not necessarily leaning all into willpower with her. Although I'm sure there'll be lots of good willpower Amina decks. One of the things I wondered about that as well is if you use her ability on something like, say, a shriveling, you've then got four charges on that shriveling. You're probably not burning through it immediately in the first couple of turns of the game. So you've got a doom sitting on shriveling and no way to remove it. Yeah. Of course, Sin Eater, you can play shriveling for zero, put a doom on it, and immediately exhaust Sin Eater and take the doom off. And you've now got a five charge shriveling yeah. Yeah. with no doom on it. And the one doom is you've stayed doom <laughs> doom neutral like you've you've put one doom in play and you've kept one doom in play yeah. if the following turn you then play another three or four cost card put a doom on it you could then move that doom onto sinita yeah. and so sinita is starting to build up which makes that action more worthwhile and you're getting the value yeah well even at that point if if you look at it like sinita's like a reverse like a backwards in time economy card so, so let's mm-hmm. let's let's look at that exact situation you described. So, I play mm-hmm. a uh, I play shriveling, turn X, turn X plus plus one. I play right of seeking. Both of those I use Amina's ability for. So, mm-hmm. I've 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 paid two cost, no one cost, one cost. Uh, yeah. Assuming it's um, right of seeking level uh, level zero, I've paid mm-hmm. one resource for seven resources worth of cards. Uh, without spending any actions to generate that resource. Over the two turns, I move the two Doom onto, uh, onto Sin Eater, and then I spend an action to clear that Doom off that turn. I've basically, I've basically played a card <laughs> that, that second turn, X plus one. I've played a card there which says, gain six resources and put two <laughs> charges on assets you control. Yeah. That, yeah. that, to me, feels like a good card. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, yeah. depending on what the, what the timing is, that could be three Doom. If, if you're just using this to stock up Doom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. The, the grin on my face, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. The word across the audio. <laughs> totally agree. When you pitch it that way, Amina's ability is get three resources for a Doom. And if you've got ways of getting rid of that Doom, it's just get three resources. Yeah. And exactly as you say, even clearing two doom for an action is like playing a double emergency cash for no cost. I mean, if, if if we look at if we look at Preston, Preston's ability is almost like it, it's not really, but you could imagine it as he's got a four resource emergency cash he can play every turn. Mm-hmm. He has terrible stats to make up for it, and actually he can spend the money if he spends it within the turn. Mm-hmm. But if if you play Amina with with Sin Eater. She has an emergency cash to play every turn. Mm-hmm. So you play an asset, yeah. then you spend an action to 
put the doom onto to Sinita. Uh, spent, sorry, free trigger to move the doom onto Sinita, then clear it. Yeah. So, so that's how you could play Amina. Yeah. But depending on how risky you want to be, <laughs> you can start putting more doom on things, playing more assets, building up more doom on on Sinita before you clear it, and you're gaining mm. like an extra actions worth of value every time you do that. Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, we're, we're sort of turning into an Amina review here. <laughs> But, which is <laughs> fun to talk about, I think. I don't think we've really talked about Amina. No, I don't think we have. An, and I was going to say, let's zoom out and actually talk about Doom. Because the other thing we've not said oh, is... Oh, God, let's talk about do either of us <laughs> Zoom out Do again. either of us like play, <laughs> playing with Doom? Yes, 100%. And, yeah, <laughs> the same for me. And why is that? Because I feel like Doom is one of the areas of the game, maybe a bit like Exile, say, mm. that people don't feel very happy about not not unhappy about but it's just it requires a certain amount of skill it can sometimes come down to luck as well if you're unlucky that you get punished with the doom it requires quite a lot of scenario knowledge okay so so if if, if you want to talk about doom frank <laughs> mm. let, let, let's let's examine now to me it has something in common with particular particular other kind of inverted commas resources in available to players mm-hmm. interestingly that uh, there's netrunner spoilers happening at the same time as uh, as mm, arkham spoilers yeah. and i think there's some lord of the ring spoilers going on as well <laughs> but but one of the new runner characters so the kind of hackers revealed for netrunner has an ability that deals core damage to themselves which is what the the new term to refer to brain damage in, in old netrunner this mm. is an effect which is damage will remove will make you discard a card from your hand and if you run out of cards, then you die, basically. But but mm. core damage has the extra caveat that once you've taken a point of core damage, it permanently reduces your hand size. Mm. For every point of core damage you take, you, you you lose another point of hand size until eventually your core is so damaged, you literally can't keep enough cards in your hand. Mm. Mm. There's a new... Uh, the new hacker has mechanics around voluntarily taking core damage. And I think if we go to... Arkham, we look at things like trauma. Uh, we look at, mm. well, I mean, just health and da- health and um, sorry, Sanity. damage and horror, rather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what the game does is it in its base form, just in the core rules of the game, presents those as purely negative. So you're conditioned as a player to avoid those things, right? Like you don't mm. draw an ancient evils and say, "Oh, goody, an ancient evils." Because the, everything the game has taught you, everything the game has conditioned you into, says Doom is bad. And it's it's a step to get out of that mindset of taking damage, taking horror is purely bad. taking Putting Doom on the agenda, putting Doom on my cards is purely bad. That's something I want to avoid doing at all costs. Mm. You have to get yourself into the mindset of, okay, what are the impacts of this? But what beneficial effect is it having on my character? Am I gaining more tempo than I'm losing by taking that damage mm. and horror? Does it matter? I think we've said this before. Does it matter if you if you end the scenario on one health, one sanity left? As long as you yeah. win the scenario. <laughs> you've mm. sort of like, you've not been able to invest that spare health and horror, health and sanity into, into winning the scenario. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. there's, for a lot of people, it's difficult to overcome that negative almost like a visceral reaction to those effects. Mm-hmm. And it is risky as well, right? If you if yeah. you if you overdoom 
um, then then you screwed it, and you might have cost your team, you know, one, two, three, four turns. I've I've done it accidentally as well when I played Matteo. I accidentally um, doomed us up too high, and uh, and a couple of unexpected treacheries stacked together. I, th- I think it was the last time I remember doing it was Midnight Masks. We lost the whole first <laughs> yeah. half of the scenario because we overdoomed. Yeah. Yeah, so you you might have enemies in play with doom. Mm-hmm. You might have then treacheries that add doom. Ancient evils you've mentioned that that keys off that. It's that for me where it gets fascinating is exactly as you say. It's another resource, but it's a resource that also scales with the players. So one doom is three to twelve actions or more, depending on your play group. And of course, playing with doom in four player carries slightly more risk than in one player, insofar as there's four encounter cards that might affect the Doom tally that you're dealing with, whereas in Solo, normally you can control it. Although in Solo, you're most taxed for actions. So if you suddenly need that spare action to trigger Sin Eater or Moonlight Ritual, you can find yourself stuck, which is tricksy. Yeah. I agree. I think it is a resource to play with in exactly the same way that if you're sitting down to play a scenario you've already played, you know how much Doom you're going to get because you know what the agendas are. So you know, right, I've got this many turns. You know, there's no situation really where the agenda suddenly says, surprise, you actually get more turns than you thought you did. I mean, the closest to that is what the Doom of Esli, where it's scales based on the number of players, the agenda threshold. But otherwise, yeah, you don't know. Yeah. So uh, you do know, rather. <laughs> I think the, the other thing that's that's interesting is that Doom... Maybe slightly differently from the the other things I talked about, so say like physical trauma and and health, um, sorry, damage and and horror, is you're more at the mercy of the scenario and the the um the mythos cards, watch well, the mythos cards, the encounter cards, and the agenda deck. So Doom plays differently if you have one long one long agenda as it does if you have mm-hmm. several short agendas. And differently again, if you're in a scenario that, like um, Echoes of the Past, or yeah, no, what's the one in Paris called again? Pallid Mask, Phantom of Truth, Phantom of Truth. Truth. They both interact with Doom in a very different way, Mm. which makes Mm -hmm. your calculations as to how your entire deck works (laughs) very different. Yeah, and then you also have scenarios like Last King. And even Heart of Madness, mm. where you have a sort of pseudo-doom threshold. Something happens every couple of turns, and you're not actually advancing the agenda. It's just another enemy is coming out yeah. and you're doing something else. Those can be great if you can get your timing right, because you can be exploiting doom effects regularly, because you basically have multiple witching hours in short, short succession. Yeah. Or it can be really frustrating if you're trying to do that and you don't ever have the kind of buffer of, okay, this is witching hour. I guess the, yeah, the other one is um, we, we with my group. I, we just finished playing Edge of the Earth this week, mm-hmm. and the end of that has a very interesting way of yeah, handling that's Doom. Why I, that's why I said Heart of Madness. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Is the wording whenever Doom is placed? I think it one? is, but I didn't. Yeah, didn't, so that really shuts you down. Yeah, let's not spoil that for anyone who hasn't got there yet. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we've we've had a bit of a right, wide ranging discussion here. Should we focus mm. back in? Should we? Dolly Zoom back on the card. We both like Doom. Yes. Or playing with it. We think it's great. People should have more Doom in their lives. (laughs) (laughs) We both agree that Sinita as a card 
you can use it simply for the mitigating a bit of doom slowly but surely and that in itself brings value whether that's your arcane initiate or another card that has doom on it Mm -hmm. but the kicker i think is that ready the asset or place a charge on it yeah and that's at the moment we've not seen a spell suite that has doom on it no right don't think so although we know that amina could be putting doom on spell suite you wouldn't normally put on it yeah do you want to also touch on two cards that we saw announced in the announcement article? Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's do it. So this is the ceremonial sickle and the dousing rod. The sickle's three cost asset. It has a fight action. You can use your willpower, or you can get plus one combat for the attack. And when you initiate the ability, choose one, exhaust ceremonial sickle, and place one doom on it to get plus one skill value and deal plus one damage for this attack. Or, if this attack defeats an enemy, remove one Doom from Ceremonial Sickle. Do you want to read us the Dousing Rod quickly? Yeah, no worries. So this is a four-cost asset, uh, item charm, action, investigate. Use either your uh, willpower or get plus one intellect for this investigation. When you initiate the ability, choose one. Exhaust Dousing Rod and place one Doom on it to move to a connecting location. Or, if this investigation discovers the last clue at a location, remove one Doom from Dowsing Rod. So, a very similar effect on both of those. Well, it's a similar, like, structure on both those cards, isn't it? We can place... Ability 1 is the exhaust, add a Doom, bonus effect. Yeah. And ability 2 is if you last, do the last thing point, successfully. Last point of damage or last clue, then you, yeah. you remove a Doom. Dowsing Rod costs 4, Ceremonial Sickle, ceremonial sickle costs 3. And of course, they have, you know, if, if if there's a one health enemy or location, play the sickle, kill the enemy, and take the doom straight off it using using Amina's fast play. Um, same with yep. um, dowsing rod as well. Yeah, and solo, get the dowsing rod down. You've only got one clue on your location. Boom, off you go. But with that first ability on there, I'm exhausting the ceremonial sickle. Mm. So in Amina, this can become, well, yeah. Play this for zero, put a doom on it, so mm-hmm. I've spent no money. I do my first attack, I f- choose that first ability, I place a doom on it, exhaust it, and I get plus one attack. So I'm fighting mm-hmm. at five, dealing two damage. Mm-hmm. And then I move the doom straight off this onto onto Sin Eater, and then I can do it again. So I've played zero cost for a, a five... Yeah, I've played, yeah, zero cost for two fight, five damage, two attacks. Mm-hmm. I've got two Doom on Sin Eater and no, one Doom on Sin Eater and, one two, on and Sin- two on this. Two on the sickle. Yeah. yeah. So that, that feels like some just absolutely fantastic use of these together with mm. the, the Sin Eater. That top ability, the exhaust and add a Doom ability for each of the sickle and the rod. Mm is the more powerful ability, obviously. And so finding ways that we can use the exhaust ability repeatedly seems like where it's at. Yeah, yeah. But the the two challenges with that are, one, the card is exhausting, and two, you're adding more Doom. Yeah. And Sin Eater has a way of mitigating Doom and a way of readying cards. Feels great. It does. Feels really great. Yeah. Yeah. I think... The the scary thing is that Sinita could really encourage you to actually rack up quite a lot of doom, and you'd keep saying, "Oh, well, just give me another turn, and I'll exhaust Sinita and get rid of that doom." 
And what you just described, you've used Amina to add a Doom and you've used the Exhaust ability twice. So you've added three Doom in a round. Yeah. Which is a lot of Doom. Well, this is where you it need could, um, yeah. L. <laughs> this is where, yeah, you then slot. I mean, using L with the Sickle, if you it comes into play with a Doom and you immediately put it on L, you're then fighting at a six. And one Doom you can just float. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. Well, so, I mean, that seems really nice then. Maybe you're not looking at Amina to use willpower. Can, does just, one of L's ability, yeah. is, that a, is that a free swap? Hang on, let me have a look at it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's either attach or swap, which I think is a really nice, uh, flexible way of framing that ability. So you're not kind of limited, oh, you can only add one and then you have to discard or something like that. It's like, yeah, swap them if you need to. Yes. Yeah. So, so you could have, say, the... the the dowsing rod of the sickle, once you've cleared the last doom off, you can switch in another asset which still has doom on it. Yeah. Strikingly, L doesn't care about giving you plus one to the attached asset, whether or not it has doom. Yeah. She just gives you plus one. So that's nice as well. If you've cleared the doom, it's still fine. I really think, like, Amina, I, it feels so much like the first sex XP in, in Amina has to go on Sinita. Because it's so good in here. And I think yeah. the next four XP goes on two L's. That's your first ten. It's first That's ten sorted. sorted. But like you're yeah. so good once you've got those mm. once you've got those going. And permanent exceptional six XP cards, the equivalents we have are ancestral knowledge and also stick to the plan. Yeah. And these are both and you stick to the plan in particular for many guardians is the first six XP. It's like it gives you all that consistency. It gives you a way of having your prepared for the worst or you're on the hunt, sitting ready to use. It just everything comes together with that deck as soon as the, the stick to the plan is in play. And it feels like a similar thing happening here with Sinita. You might muddle through scenario one, have to be a bit more careful with Doom. And then you get that first six XP, down comes Sinita, and then you can start really manipulating Doom. Yeah. I mentioned Marie at the start. So Marie, while you have one or more Doom among cards you control, you can take an additional action which can be used to play spells or activate spell action abilities. So she wants Doom in play. She doesn't have a way natively of adding Doom apart from her Elder Sign effect. What I really like about Sinita for Marie, just double-checking she can take it, she can, <laughs> the card's level zero to three, is that when you trigger the exhaust ability with Sinita, you don't actually lose the Doom. You just move it onto Sinita. Yeah. So you have a way of controlling where the Doom is, but you've not actually sacrificed her ability. And that's what I found before playing Marie. Yes, I want to play my Moonlight Ritual or my Sacrifice to deal with the Doom in place so I don't tick over, but then I'm actually losing my extra action. So you sort of hold on to the last possible minute to play it because you don't want to miss out on as many extra actions as possible. Whereas with Sinita, you, you've got that control i suppose of knowing it's all in one place if you've slowly been putting it on on sinita which is nice the art by the way is amazing brian valenzuela just knocking it out yeah it's a really cool piece it's a really cool piece okay is there anything else we want to add on sinita i don't think so i think we've done a pretty thorough job there i think it feels just it's both useful and good it's mm. my, my, my one-line review. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really nice seeing a new investigator in Amina 
who obviously is shouting out a particular direction that the card pool hasn't explored in too much detail. Yeah. So it just feels like every Mystic card we're going to see might play into that, and it's so exciting. It's so, nice yeah. getting this option for a for a set for the team to be like, well, let's let's do a deep dive on this particular mechanic. Yeah. And see how yeah. see how it feels. And it's not like there are that many more cards in this format as compared to the old format. But you can just have them all arrive at once. Yeah. So all your, you know, this would be a card probably in pack five or six, right? Yeah. <laughs> Normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not this time. Yeah. So yeah, super exciting. Cool. Well, like I said at the start, check out all the previews coming elsewhere as well. It's an amazing amount of previews coming out and people doing really inventive and fascinating things to share their previews. You can get in touch with us. We're drawn to the flame podcast at gmail.com. We're drawn to the flame on Facebook, Twitter, Designed by Humans, and Patreon. If you join our Patreon, you can join our Discord as well, which is a really fun place to talk about the game. And we hope to see you there. Well, this is a fun little bonus that we're doing. <laughs> this is just going to get tacked on at the end, I think. So. Just we, to we, let we both went to the loo after recording, yeah. and then we both came back. And like, oh, I've just been thinking, as I've been at the loo, there's so many extra things that <laughs> we could have said about this. And I said, "Should we record our next episode?" And Peter was like, "Just give me a moment." And I said, as a joke, "Oh, are you building an Amina deck?" And he was like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> so let's just—we were just thinking again about the ready ability for Sunita. This yeah. is, I love it. We like this card so much. We've had to come back for an extra bit. It's <laughs> like you, you, this is the encore, basically. Well, so, what go I on did some was, examples. Yeah. yeah well, I, I, what I did was, and bear in mind, as of the time of recording, we don't know Amina's deck building requirements, mm-hmm. but her ability to put a doom on any card when she brings it into play. And I haven't said this to you yet, Frank, but I, it's almost it could be worth playing like a zero cost. Asset, <laughs> if you want to ready it again with that doom mm-hmm. on it to get the extra use out of it on the first turn. Mm-hmm. So, like, what 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 was it? I mentioned a couple, didn't I? Um, so we talked. Back. Well, we talked about Alyssa. Alyssa, yeah. So you could bring Alyssa in at uh, one. one cost, which is good already, and then exhaust her to look at the top card of the encounter deck. And then you could put it back if it's fine. If you don't like it, you can put a Doom on her, discard that encounter card, move the Doom onto Sin Eater, which readies Alyssa Graham, exhaust her again to look at the fresh card on the top of the encounter deck. Because the reason you don't want to use the Doom ability for Alyssa is twofold. One, you're putting Doom in play. Two, you're losing the really important part, which is you have knowledge about what the next card is. And that's one of the things that's so powerful in Solo, that you know what you're going to draw. So you're like, I know what I'm going to draw, but it's really bad. But if I put a Doom, I don't know what I'm going to draw, and I've got a Doom. Whereas with Sin Eater, you can put a Doom, get rid of that card, and still know what you're going to draw, because you've readied her. (laughs) Yeah, it makes Elisa and Sin Eater a really powerful combo in Gloria as well. Yeah. I don't even want to begin to imagine what that does, because there's too many (laughs) things happening. But that's... You just look at two. It's fine. It's fine. With Gloria, you just look at one extra card. It's fine. Yeah. And you get to discard one of them without doing Doom, which is the really nice thing in Gloria. So, so you're you sort could, of, yeah, so your filter draw. <laughs> you're yeah, like, so I don't you, really feel like that. You could discard both of the cards you see using Elisa mm-hmm. and then do and it again. Go, yeah. <laughs> is is yeah. Uh, Gloria once per round? No. No. <laughs> wow. Gloria is just when you look, isn't she?
Yeah, I just love she is. So so with Elisa and Gloria, you could just look at four cards at the top yeah. of the deck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then an action to clear the Sin Eater, but I think that's mm-hmm. it's probably worth it at that point. The the thing I've noticed with Gloria as well, sorry to jump in on that. No, please. Is it it's like the medium brain strat is you pick the bad card and discard it. Mm-hmm. But I think the high brain strat is you just order them because you can order them the worst card one lower than the the good card as it yeah. were yeah. like because actually you're then not racing through the deck as quickly particularly if you see an enemy you're like i can deal with that enemy i'll just put it next turn's problem or two turns time problem because next turn you're then going to be able to dig beneath it anyway yeah so yeah being able to do that with four instead of two is great okay cool what other things did you have well I, the other one i mentioned briefly and this is probably just an example because i think there's more like this but if and some people have hypothesized that amina could maybe use empower self because she's got mm. the flat stat line <laughs> but even if she doesn't this this logic will hold for a lot of different cards so empower self we did an episode about empower self so i'm sure you're well aware of it but if anyone yeah. hasn't listened to that yet empower self is a two xp three cost asset and there's one for each of the non-willpower stats. They're called stamina, a clarity, and acuity. And they let you replace your willpower with that stat instead. But as a free trigger, you can exhaust empower stealth to give you plus two to that stat for this test. So, for example, empower self stamina lets you use combat. No, sorry, lets you use willpower instead of combat. No. Combat instead of willpower, yeah. But only in, in a situation where you would have been able to use willpower yeah, <laughs> instead yeah. of combat. Right, anyway. Yeah. Regardless, what you could do is you could use Amina to play Empower Self for zero with a Doom on it, but you keep that Doom there rather than clearing it off to Sin Eater because that gives you a free ready of the asset. Yeah, at the moment you need it. Yes. So you're in that turn where you need to fight twice. Yeah. So you... First action, use Empower Self, plus two, and then Sin Eater, take the Doom off, ready it, and then you've got another plus two on tap in the same turn. Or you've just got one big combat test you need to smash that turn. You could put both boosts in one, boosted yeah. Empower Self, remove the Doom, which readies it, go again. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, I like it. So that idea then of the Doom, Sin Eater is like the the backstop it's not actually going to remove the doom but it's going to give you a ready so you have cards that come into play and rather than just immediately put them on sin eater you wait and you're like okay now i need it and i then suggested abyssal tome which exhausts to fight abyssal tome you can use intellect or willpower for the attack and when you initiate attack you may place one doom on it to a maximum of three you get plus one skill and deal plus one damage for each doom so with a mina that could come into play with a doom on it you could then attack with the tome, putting a second doom on it. So that's a three damage hit for plus two mm-hmm. to your skill. And then Sin to take a doom off and fight again, putting another doom on. You've done six damage in two actions. Yeah. You've got a fair bit of doom floating around. <laughs> but yeah, see, it still works. You mentioned Devermis Mysterious, but maybe that is a step too far. Yeah. I mean, there's, but there's I think an it- option there. It definitely points that putting Sinita on L doesn't sound like a bad idea. Yeah, floating um, that because, one doom. Because that, so, so L will give you a maximum of two doom reduction, right? But the, the, mm-hmm. the best assets to put on her are the ones that are most frequently going to have doom. So you mm-hmm. want to have, 
you want to spread your doom out amongst assets, amongst two assets, and have them both on L. Yeah. So if if that's on L, that first doom is always so. Say in in the situation you mentioned with Abyssal Tom and mm-hmm. um, Zinita, what if I ended up with three doom? Yeah, I think I said this during the actual episode. Then yeah, I've got, you did. Yeah, I've got one yeah. on the tome. I've got two on the tome, one on Zinita, and that works out as one total doom with L. Man, so I good. Just, I, I can't wait to see if this actually works out in practice. It, the the yeah. fact that Zinita is permanent really makes this seem like it could be a goer. Yeah, we're seeing plenty of cards actually when we start looking at mystic cards that add doom that also exhaust to yeah. stop you doing kind of the crazy I'm just going to do this three times, rack up three doom, then sacrifice it. So Abyssal Tome, Devermis, Alyssa, Renfield, even Initiate, but that doesn't actually add doom itself. So Sinita being a readying effect for all of those cards. Yeah, so it's good. Really good. Well, I mean, I, and. You know, once again, we'll, cl- we'll clarify. We don't know Amina's deck building, so it could be that she can't take any of the cards we mentioned. But I would say, in any faction, there's going to be cards that you want to be able to ready. <laughs> yes, on yeah. tap. Yeah, yeah. So even if she can't, even if for some reason she can't take, say, Elisa, there's going to be other cards for which that ability is just as good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be surprised if she couldn't take Elisa though. Yeah. So, in a way, if she can't take all of the Mystic cards, what we've said about all the Mystic cards that add Doom works in anyone apart from Amina, <laughs> and Amina has a way of natively adding Doom to anything, so... Yeah. Or any asset, at least, so it still kind of works. Okay, cool. Right. Well, this is our little addendum to Arsene yeah. <laughs> to reveal. Thanks so much for bearing with I us. People this didn't, go the... Yeah, I hope people didn't stop listening when the, the theme music came on. <laughs> I have to uh, fade it in really quickly. Yeah, exactly. Fade in and out super fast. Cool. Catch you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.